0: Okay, so it's it's your favorite season, Levi. It's it's autumn. As of two days ago, it is at least weather-wise here. It is autumn.
1: Yeah, officially today, September twenty-second, I believe, is the date that we are recording, and that would make it the first day of autumn. Which, just by God, Jonathan, you know that that excites me. I get, I, I'm very excited about that. My blood is a little colder than it was just two days ago, and. That's the way I like it.
0: Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up the exact text you sent me when you, you left your house the other day, and it was, it was dreary and cold. <laughs> perfect. That's outside. what it was. What,
1: what, what'd you say? It was perfect. What did I say? I don't I don't remember. Well, that's not the one. Oh,
0: they're, oh they're, there it is. Yeah, it's, uh, you said, well, if it isn't the most goddamn perfect day ever.
1: Yep, it was. Uh, and I look forward to a lot of those days coming up. So See, I like today. Today... It's the same temperature, like yeah. it's like
0: 72, which is, you can stay there forever as far as I'm concerned, but it's also sunny, so you don't have to deal with, you know, all that, that gray.
1: Yeah, I like the gray, and I like it a little cooler than 72. I like, say, 62. Can a nice you. hoodie, can a nice you. velvet blazer, you know, looks really good on, did, on did you
0: Did you like the fall as a kid, or is that something you like grew into?
1: No, I always liked it. The sun seemed brighter, the sky bluer and everything was was better in the fall. I don't know why I've always been that way. I I, I like the fall a lot, but I hate the winter. You like the winter. I do, I do. I like snow and and the holidays and fireplaces and hearty meals and stews. Yeah, I'm all about that. I just, I need the sun. My mood goes into the toilet after about Mm. three days of... That's how I am sweating. My mood goes, like plummets... I mean if there's a if there's a scale of like 1 to a 100 of mood and and 100 being extremely pissed off as soon as I start sweating I get to about a 90. So yeah, I'm I hate the summer. But anyway, sticking with our back to school theme from Got a nice fall movie.
0: Got we a nice do, back yeah. to school, back to college
1: fall yeah. movie. Yeah, we do. It's from 1986, written by Fred Decker and directed by Fred Decker, Night of the Creeps. Bum bum bum, very eighties, which of course means Jonathan picked it. Uh, interesting uh, little note. I didn't get why the title was called "Night of the Creeps" until the end, until around the end, which we'll get to uh, on why that is. But I just thought that's what they referred to the zombies as the creeps. But but it, you know, because he calls them creepy crawlies or yeah. something. Yeah, at some at one point, that that are. Badass noir detective does. But uh, you're,
0: you're saying the creeps are the frat boys. The creeps are the frat guys,
1: yeah. And I didn't realize that, so yeah, nine of the creeps made sense. Dude, did you catch her boyfriend's name, the antagonist's name? Isn't it like it's Brad? Brad. He's yeah, he's yeah. literally a basic Brad. Yeah, and his his like sports car says Bradster, and when he calls her, he said he says, "Hey, boo, it's the Bradster." <laughs> like, what girl is gonna like swoon over D- that? worked the guy in the eighties the,
0: the Bradster thing really that worked.
1: Uh, see, I was hoping you would give me some insight on the eighties because I was barely alive then. But well, I was barely alive too. But I remember more of it than you do, of course. But yeah, no, yeah. that
0: that worked. At least according, at least it worked in eighties movies which is more important than working in reality.
1: Right, and I, I feel... So, I learned a lot about 80s movies and and I guess what was popular around that time just from watching this film because college kids are, are, are always trying to set their own trends. I feel like, you know, like the, the dad look nowadays or whatever... Or the fact that they look just like the frat boys did in this movie. I gotta today. say, by the way, I don't,
0: I don't like seeing guys in their twenties stealing my vibe. It doesn't know, feel right? fair. I don't have a choice, right? Yeah, <laughs> but to look this way, I
1: know, I know. But they're going with to the back to the mullets. With I'm the, saying if you can look twenty, you should look twenty. You don't need right, to look forty, right? Well, they're they're dressing. Nature's like going to
0: take care of that.
1: They're dressing like the boomers did when they were our parents. You know what I mean? Like they're wearing the white socks, the tall white socks and the white shoes. Is you it, know what I'm talking it, about. We've talked. Is about it, it supposed to be I, ironic?al I guess, uh, but it was just funny to see the the attire of the the frat boys was almost identical to what it is today. You know what
0: I what I I love about this movie, and one of the things I really miss about the 80s is you could be a basic Brad and you could basically beat up somebody with a physical disability. They and did then, that, and only get a passing admonishment from your hot girlfriend.
1: Well, oh, Brad. I feel like that. Well, no, she left. She left him after that. Why? That was it, bro. That was it. I don't know. I felt that way too. I was like, there was no way somebody would do that in public and get away with it these days. Oh, I remember that going on in my high school. That's there so. Was a, I, I don't know what the, the kid's particular
0: condition was, but he was always being picked on at lunchtime. But like at lunchtime, that's what like five guys in the senior class did. They would go outside
1: and make fun of this one kid, and teachers would watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, a school... I, now I get why you were so brutal about school in the, when we did the Carrie episode. Like, I feel like it might have been a little more brutal in your day than it was in mine. Yeah, but back, in, back in my day. Yeah, back, you back young in your people day. people don't understand.
0: <laughs> back in mine, Eating cigarettes in the cafeteria.
1: Those were the good days. So, Fred... Decker, the guy who wrote and directed, he also wrote and directed The Monster Squad. Another
0: fantastic movie.
1: Really, a movie I watched way too many times growing up. Um, we did too. And my kids love it. They've seen it probably like, a many times. It's great.
0: What's he wrote... the rating on The Monster Squad? Is that like PG-13? Oh,
1: yes, it is, actually. I do yeah. remember seeing that. He also wrote and directed Robocop 3. Classic. I, I actually, I don't know if I've even seen that one. He also wrote and directed Episodes of Tales from the Crypt he got a story credit for house which not the show the the horror film and house 2 cuz there there had to be a sequel and then house 2 is not bad as far as sequels really uh, i've never i mean i haven't seen either, well, so well taking the quality of the original
0: <laughs> into account yeah the original oh. house house it's 2 is that bad it's, that, it's not that bad yeah it's i like it it's watchable
1: yeah okay and then he got a story credit for Godzilla 1985 which i remember messing me up as a kid like i think there's some gross things in it it just felt weird just felt different to me was that a cat probably okay awesome the beginning sort of reminds me of critters the beginning of critters
0: yeah well insofar as you start in outer space with some aliens who are trying to stop a science experiment from getting away
1: yes and the, and somehow, just comes to Earth, you know, or you know, out of the infinity of space, it, it makes its way to Earth. Well, we have um, to talk in general about how much is in. There, there are like five different movies in the
0: first te- for first fifteen minutes of this movie, right? Right. Because yeah. you start with you start with aliens, so you're yeah. thinking, okay, science fiction horror, maybe what, what's yeah. going on here? Then you jump immediately into a
1: black and white. Campfire Pleasant story Bill. style, yeah. escaped middle patient murder. Yeah, the plus, I really enjoyed that because I was, I like, I was, in my head, I was, okay, so we have a biological weapon from space that just landed. And, and
0: in it, in, in, in the middle
1: of an escape mental patient trying to murder people, and it's on the radio. That's how the girlfriend hears about it. <laughs> it's so good. So the only they, thing that scene was missing was a hook. I know that's why I was waiting on the hook, but it was an axe. Where's the hook? I don't know, but you know. So it, and then you jump right into something that all of
0: a sudden it appears to be like a mad scientist lab slash zombie film,
1: right? Almost like a John Carpenter film. Yeah. Like, it it, it, it wasn't very strange. And that's in the strange. first 15 minutes. It really is. It is it is strange. I liked it, though, somehow. I didn't like the alien stuff. The, they just looked like little children, little naked babies. Why were they naked? A- I aliens, don't know. Why don't aliens wear clothes? I don't know. Cheryl asked that same question. You're, you're so bi- biologically. You're so uh, technologically advanced that you have bioweapons, <laughs> but you can't clothe yourself. Yeah, but they haven't figured out how to make denim. Maybe that was their clothing, you know, like human skin or something. Anyway. So the director, he originally wanted to shoot the whole thing in black and white. Oh, really? That would have been cool. But that idea got shot down, I guess, so he had
0: to go with just that little beginning section. Right.
1: I know why he wanted to do that. I mean, it's obvious when they show, and I'm probably going to call back to this, but there's literally a pulp novel on... The detective's desk. But no, you. But you mentioned the detective, and, and so actually, that's really yeah. like a fourth style of movie, crime, right. Which is
0: like you, the, like you said, the, the detective noir. He might as well be a private eye. That's exactly you know.
1: why he wanted it black and white. Yeah. Okay. This, and the detective is played by. Oh, 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 Tom Atkins. Tom. Uh, yeah, that's his name. Jeez, he he's a gym dude. Like he's been in so many great
0: movies. He was in John Carpenter's The Fog. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're, we're gonna I, do. I believe another he film. was in Assault on Precinct Thirteen. I think that's correct. Is that too.
1: right? Let me oh, let me trace this guy. But down man, real he quick. makes this movie. You could he really this movie. Does. I don't think it would work without him. He's perfect. He's in Halloween three. He's in the Fog. He's in My Bloody Valentine. He's in Night of the Creeps. He, I mean, this guy has a lot of horror under his belt. There is a documentary about the making of this movie
0: that is uh, oh, really? available on YouTube. Really, right now, and it's but anyway, he's in it, oh, wow. and he says that Night of the Creeps was the best, most fun experience he had making any movie in
1: his career? Oh, I can tell. He's having a blast. it's it's written really. his character is written uh, a little differently. And if you don't realize like what the writer is trying to pull off with him, then you kind of miss it and you might think it's it's cheesy, you know. And it still is cheesy, like, when he says, he answers the phone and answers to his name every single time with two words, thrill me. Yes, Yes. he does. It's strange, like, and he, that's how he answers his phone, he doesn't say who he is, he doesn't say hello, he says, thrill me. And he's always smoking cigarettes, and he's always drinking. He's always wearing that uh, trench coat. He's tossing around the incompetent police cadets, you know, grabbing them by the, by the collar. He's, and, and He's a character. And it's the true great. mark
0: of an 80s movie boss is that he gives everyone he meets an immediate, unflattering nickname.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they're from like, what's he like called? Looney Tunes a, and stuff. Like, what's he called? Alfalfa and I the, the two
0: uh, protagonists.
1: I oh, remember. I can't remember either. Um, Sparky? Sparky. Yeah. Sparky and yeah, yeah. Alfalfa. Yeah. It's, God. It threw me off for a little bit, but this film is just 80s as hell. And. Even one of the reviews on IMDb from Slant Magazine says, quote, Night of the Creeps is the I love the 80s of movie making. It has every element and cliche ever put into a film made in the greatest decade, which I uh, disagree that it is the greatest decade. But I'm sure the guy sitting next to me agrees. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's another, I pulled another
0: good quote. It was Scott Weinberg of Fearnet wrote that the film is not for everyone, but it is, quote, horror, nerd, nirvana.
1: Yeah, it it's funny. It's gross. There's not really, there's a couple of jump scares. They're not very successful. And it, it, it feels like B-movie should, and in a good way, not just some of the movies we've covered that have been B-movies that are... I guess try to pull off the charm of this one. Well, this so the director
0: in that documentary says that when he was talking to the composer for this movie and trying to tell him about sort of the tone that he was looking for, mm-hmm. he said it's it's a it should feel like a a pastiche but not a spoof. Oh, okay. I mean, which, yeah, which yeah. I thought was an I'm interesting way of, of that of doing know. like the balancing act here because they don't. It is fun, right? And mm-hmm. there are parts when you're going to laugh, and yet you still, I think, you watch it taking the. The conflict somewhat seriously. Oh yeah, like it it, it manages to pull all all that off, like mix all that into the same. There's some same package, which I think is difficult.
1: No, it is, and and there are some scenes I feel like that was a struggle almost, where the protagonist is like, there's just some scenes that don't fit almost. But I see what they were trying to do. Like he. There's a segment where our protagonist and the gr- the girl that is also a protagonist in the film. So we have two protagonists really in this film where he's screaming at her, like, just do something, you know, like with the flamethrower. It's just really weird. It was a really weird scene. And if, if our audience tries to watch the film, they'll, they'll probably be able to point that out. It's, but it's still kooky in a good way. I mean, there's, but yeah, I feel like there's parts where they struggled with, okay, we have to take, like, our characters have to take this seriously, otherwise the stakes just aren't there. But I love the fact that these, they, they very early on, Barely drop the fact that they're going to have boxes of human brains in their basement. Yes, they are <laughs> for a bi- for a biology. Don't experiment. most sorority but, houses yeah. have
0: boxes of human brains right. in the basement?
1: <laughs> I've never been in a sorority house, but I just from no. this movie, I assume. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like it just, uh, I was like, that's going to come back at some point, and it sure is. Shit does. Well, you've um, got the
0: one nerdy scientist girl in the sorority, so I think that holds up,
1: right? She's the one that that like basically is their... She like house sits the whole time. Like she's the one that she doesn't, doesn't, she doesn't dress go out. up. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't even dress up when when they all get dressed up to go to this prom like thing. Almost. She's also the one, isn't she? When the detective shouts at her to lock that door, yeah, she
0: walks toward the door more slowly than I've ever seen any able bodied person
1: walk toward a door. Oh, I, I know. In yeah, in my life, they it, set that that jump scare up. You knew that was coming. Never mind.
0: The, and yeah. she knows the 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 zombie. Boyfriends are outside, because yeah. they
1: have the slugs in their brains. Mm-hmm. Which were biological What is right about aliens.
0: Is this the first slug in the brain movie?
1: Because there's, there's been some more No, since. I feel like, is Body Snatchers? That's not slugs. No, it's not. I feel like I've seen it before.
0: Because Slither if, pretty much yeah, just Slither. takes this directly.
1: Yeah, Slither, that's another film that aliens, that's a lot like this. You
0: know, land on Earth and take everybody,
1: over people, turn them into zombies, basically, through brain slugs. Yeah. And at one point, they, they attack a bus full of frat boys that are on their way to meet their girl, their girlfriends or date slash or dates to this formal, I guess, where they all dress up. But um, there's... A, Did you ever go to a dance in college? No, I didn't think... That's what I was going to ask. It's like, it must be... It's a Greek thing, right? Yeah. The, the formal events. Also, like, the whole, like, if I'm going to get this girl's attention, I have to be a frat boy. You know, like, that didn't turn out so well, but... uh, They did have some some very nice 80s prom attire. Yeah, no, I know. (laughs) The, like, corsage and everything. I mean, that was was the height. That was was high fashion. better prom wear than Carrie. Like, the prom wear in this film, even though they're not even fucking going to prom, is better than the prom wear in Carrie. I'll just say it. I know that's a hot take for everyone. That's gonna piss some people (laughs) off, but... That's
0: the one that's gonna get letters coming in.
1: What is goose-stepping? Because at one point... The friend character, God, I can't remember his name right now. I'm so sorry, listeners. Tells Brad, why Why don't you go practice your goose stepping? Oh, it's the
0: Nazis. Oh, is
1: that what that is?
0: Yeah, oh, okay. you know that, that exaggerated march they did? Yeah, okay. Kicking okay.
1: their feet up? I thought this was like some like 80s trend thing like uh, almost like the moonwalk or brad's got a real Aryan vibe to him though he does because yeah, he's got ha- like blue eyes.
0: blonde white hair yeah blue eyes he's got that that german chin
1: yeah yeah he's he's a uh, you hate his face as soon as you see it and Immediately. he doesn't he almost looks too old to be in college too but that, that's probably just the actor's age but
0: instinctively disliked a character as much as brad since the karate kid
1: yeah, and when You're you talking meet,
0: about Cobra, Cobra Kai guy? Yeah, Johnny, the leader of yeah, the Cobra yeah. Kai's.
1: Have you seen Cobra Kai on Netflix yet? I, I'm embarrassed. I have not. It's actually not bad.
0: I actually no, I've, I've kind heard of that enjoyed it. I've yeah. heard that it's great, and I want to watch it. We just put it
1: on the background sometimes, and
0: there's just so many. It's one of those shows that I I heard from multiple people that it was good, so I put it on this list where I put all my overflow shows that. Mm-hmm. that i'm saving for some theoretical moment in time when i can really pay attention right. that's never gonna happen
1: i do that with like youtube videos yeah or facebook uh, articles you know it's weird because <laughs> i'll save
0: them and i'll never read them the more i've heard that a show is good yeah the more reluctant i am to watch it right i don't the
1: expectations are really high it's not
0: even the expectations it's just that like it if i hear it's good then i then it merits like my full attention right Oh, so yeah, then I'm so like, you're
1: like, I don't have time to much energy. Yeah, and then, then much I'm, I'm waiting
0: on this, like, perfect day when I, I'm not being distracted by anything
1: else. Yeah, I do that with, Which doesn't with come. stories and all types of, yeah, I hate that feeling, too, where you're like, there's so much pressure to watch this, and I, and I feel so much pressure to like it that I can't. I don't have the emotional capacity to, yeah, to so do that right now. Almost. I wind up watching
0: you know, The Fog for the millionth time or God, something like that.
1: They, you can't watch it too many times. We'll get to The Fog, ladies and gentlemen. In fact, that's probably going to be our episode next week, but it might not be. Hold on, just one sec. We're going to start October off really good for you guys, but we'll get to that in a second. The, these giant leech things are really creepy in another way. You mentioned Slither. They kind of reminded me of Dreamcatcher. Oh, with the shit weasels? Yeah, yeah. They they because they're they make that sound, you know, like they they these little squeaky sounds. Yeah, and it's like
0: a combination of like when they move, it's like a combination of like a squishy noise and then a sort of high pitched squelch, yeah, squeak. It's, it's a it's, squelch. It's which um, is a, f-
1: a favorite word of mine. Squelch it's, is it's, a good. It's gross sound. Yeah, I mean it really it's perfectly is. appropriate, but it's it's gross sound. Squelch. squelch. Um, and also they got to go in through the mouth, which is. Oh, yeah. No, there's some connotations there. You know, there's some... Do there's, tell, Levi. There's... Well, I mean... What are you trying to say? Well, I'm trying to say... We had this conversation... You're going you to go all Freud on us? No. Well, we had this conversation while we were working on the, the project that I'm not talking about yet. Everything's got to be Freudian. If you, It was a joke we had. If you want it to mean something, there's got to be a phallic symbol in there somewhere. <laughs> So Well that's like, just how art works, right? I know, right?
0: <laughs> Look, Levi, sometimes oh, a
1: cigar is just a cigar. You're right. And sometimes a brain slug mm-hmm. is just a brain, brain slug. slug. Yeah, no, it well, it, it develops into something much more to me, which that the frat boys are are mindless zombies. Which it isn't far from reality. In you a ever, way. Were you ever
0: t- t- like wanting to pledge a fraternity?
1: I actually did pledge a fraternity and I joined it and I was successful in it. No uh, shit. It's the, it's, I can't even remember the name. It's a theater fraternity. It's co ed theater Greek. So yeah, no, I just wanted to put that on my resume. That sounds even better. So no, we didn't have the, I think I had to dress up as Shaggy from uh, Scooby Doo. Was that your initiation? Yeah. And I had to like, eat a whole sub sandwich, that was it. Like, it wasn't... Dude, like, it was nothing. We had fun with it. It was kind of more of an act. I expected something a bit more degenerate from theater people. I, no, it was just all an act. And, you know, theater people are openly not Greek. Most of them are. And so, yeah, I don't I don't know. The detective's revenge story stood out to me. I, I mentioned that to you in the in our coffee shop this morning. So the detective, as a young man, right, Let's is a take is a, the audience through that. He's a he's a young police officer. At the
0: beginning of the movie, and his his beloved has left him mm-hmm. and is out whoring
1: around with another man. Well, no, it's it's supposed to mirror. <laughs> it's supposed to mirror no slut shaming either, Jonathan. It, there's, it's supposed to mirror our protagonist boy and our protagonist girl's relationship, where she's dating the alpha. And he's a beta, no pun intended, because that's the fraternity he's trying to join. And but which I, I thought was fun. I'm not sure that dynamic applies though, and with the
0: the young detective because he's a police officer. He's a good looking young man. Yeah, but and she's you know the new guy's
1: just but what the dude has like a, a flat top, some you know, bra like, in a in a sports car in a convertible. Well, yeah, that's I guess that's what I I caught from what I caught from it was he didn't really have the nerve to ask her out. And so she ended up dating the, the jock or most popular kid. At, oh, see, I assumed they'd had like a so, past relationship
0: and they'd broken up and now she was with this other
1: Oh, no, I, I, no. No, 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 and That's not how I saw it. I don't know. Okay. That. Am I just reading into it? Ma- maybe. Okay. Maybe you're just putting shit there that's maybe not there, I Jonathan. I don't know. Look, I've been hurt in the past. I know, Jonathan. It's okay. I know. Um. So his revenge story about how he... <laughs> So she, his love, was the girl that got killed in the car at the in the fifties black and white scene. And yeah. So he's a he's a young man. He's a young police detective. Right. He runs. He discovers
0: that you know his whatever love interest, love previous girlfriend. She's out with this this other guy, and then of course the axe murderer who escapes, um, kills his lady. And then, at the same time that the brain slugs are infecting their first victim, mm-hmm. which is then frozen, apparently you find out later, or suspended,
1: yeah, he's um, cryogenically frozen in this university laboratory. Yeah, yeah, we get who's the the, the lab uh, guy? Hold on, we met, he was in a horror movie we covered beforehand. Let me just go ahead and name it. He's been in a lot of again. stuff. Yeah. He's a great
0: character actor. He
1: plays the the very like typical unattractive dad in the nineties a lot. David Paymer is his name. He plays Young Scientists. <laughs> that's, that's his credit. A, that's young, young Scientist. Credit. Yeah, yeah. Also it might you know I intended
0: how many colleges did I go to it took me 10 years to get my BA don't do that oh wow uh, I didn't know that about you Jonathan God. I, didn't, I didn't tell you that uh, yeah I'm a, uh, I'm a real overachiever but I went to that's my I went to like four different universities oh, awesome. I made a tour of, of Arkansas universities and you went to UCA right I did for a time
1: yeah so did I did I.
0: Yeah. I, was, I worked on the graduated the echo the school paper yeah the echo Ugh. got myself a death threat
1: uh what a game-changing newspaper!
0: <laughs> it was a shit ton of fun, but my point was is that at, I went to a fair number of universities, more than most people, and none of them had a basement lab with a zombie dude infected with an alien brain slug in suspended animation.
1: No, the closest thing. And I want my money back. Right, the closest thing I saw would be like there was a squid in a in a tank <laughs> in my biology class. <laughs> Which scared the shit out of me. I remember thinking, that looks uncomfortably a lot like wonton noodles. Which is why I don't eat wonton noodles anymore. Really? No. That's all it took? No. That's all it took. Did you ever
0: dissect anything in any of your science classes?
1: Yeah, I did in high school, not in college, though. We did a shark, which was really cool. We did... And I have trouble even saying this one. A flatworm? Why do you have trouble saying that one? Because it was fucking gross and then a cat i was you dissected a cat i was sick on cat day and i remember not being too upset about that because i i I do like cats a lot so
0: i can't remember what we dissected in high school biology but it wasn't anything that fun we never did the frog maybe it was like i was waiting on the frog maybe and we never got the frog maybe it was a like a rabbit i don't remember definitely no
1: no brain slugs and no no special lab right So, our protagonist boy, God, I'm just going to look it up. Our protagonist boy's name is Chris, and our protagonist girl's name is Cynthia. Cynthia is played by Jill Whitlow, and Chris is played by Jason Lively, who looks almost exactly the same as he did when he shot this film. He just has facial hair. God, and this was how many years ago now? So, I'm 35 years ago. (laughs) This was made. Was it that long? Jeez, yeah, That wouldn't make me feel old. I wasn't even born, Jonathan. Jeez. I was... Well, how old was I in 86? I was eight years old. Really? That's not that bad. I was born in 78. Yeah, you're you're eight or nine years older than me. Oh. Oh, we, we don't have to talk about age. It's just a number. So Chris and his friend, JC... Has, in the script, cerebral palsy? Yes. character? Yeah. And then he... Or oh, I think that was it. He yeah. uses uh, crutches to get around? Right he he gets infected basically and then leaves a recording in their dorm room and i thought this was a really good scene even though he's chris our protagonist is dressed up in his prom attire and he's still going to go to this formal even though he just heard a recording of his friend basically well, he
0: fin- figuring everything he out he finally got in with that brunette what's he, his boy would want Cynthia. him to go
1: yeah, that's true. Don't you they, think? They did all of this for him to get in with Cynthia. So, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. You might be right. But um, but points on that character,
0: because when he finds out that he's got the brain slug, he, yeah, does, he, he does, does not wait for thing. it to
1: make him into a zombie, right? Yeah, he right. takes himself out. Yeah, he does. And he learns what their weakness is, which is fire, which we learned in Mary Shelley's uh, Frankenstein that all monsters are afraid of fire. Nobody likes um, fire. Also, a little side note here, if we're going to bring up Mary Shelley, I did this on purpose, by the way. A first edition of Frankenstein just sold for $1.7 million yesterday. So, yeah, congrats to to the late, great Mary Shelley. Can you imagine
0: how much money you'd have to have to start collecting things that are that expensive?
1: I want I mean, to get just, to that
0: point. Just how, know. just how stupid stupid bored rich
1: i know you'd have to be i i want to get to that point someday of course that's every materialistic person's dream i feel like i want to make enough money so i can hoard all the things i don't actually need like a dragon with your treasures just never yeah. leave the castle <laughs> yeah i tell you i'd get that first edition lovecraft book that they had down at the dick Dixler street bookshop but that one wasn't a
0: million bucks
1: no, it was two thousand. So which is yeah, you know, <laughs> but but still,
0: might as well be a million dollars, which please. is a lot. But <laughs> yeah, the amount of money you have to have to go spend two thousand dollars on a first edition book yep. versus
1: one point whatever mm-hmm. 1.7, I think. those yeah.
0: are those are very different tax brackets.
1: The cops are so incompetent in this film. Love it for the detective, except for the detective. There's a scene where, and this is after. Uh, JC Chris's uh, friend offs himself so he doesn't have to become a, a slave to the slugs. He runs and in, into the detective's house and we find the detective was going to kill himself <laughs> because he he's all this is bringing forward he's got some PTSD what he went through some flashbacks what he went through to see his crush uh, axed through the head and then had to kill that he ended up killing the guy that killed her. And he buried buried him in the in the back lot, which is now where the sorority house is. Or wasn't he also the, drunk? Yeah, yeah. He said he was drunk. He uh, was drunk,
0: and then yeah, and then about to kill himself. Yeah. And then the kid yeah. comes in and is like, "Uh,
1: yeah, brain slugs." I figured out what. The, yeah, I figured out what's happening, and it's not people being killed by an axe. It's slugs erupting out of their head. <laughs> and what does the detective do?
0: Does he insist on proof or? Is he skeptical at all? No. He no. throws on that overcoat, mm-hmm. gets
1: his pistol, and his cigarettes. Uh-huh. And, and he, he says, goes to work. He says, quote, wonderful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
1: you know. Oh, it's I, so good. As
0: I was re-watching this, this movie may have even more great one-liners than they live.
1: I, I have a note here that says so many one-liners. That like, no, it, it really is. It's more. It has to be. And, it, and they're all in that 80s. Way, like their only intention is to fire the audience up, yeah, you know, and and I, I it works, but not really. I guess if you've seen that trope so many times in your life, it becomes obvious and almost works for me. Kooky, it would work for you, you
0: 80s boy. Um, thrill me, <laughs> <laughs> thrill me. Of course, the best, I mean, my favorite, maybe you have a different one, but mm-hmm. my favorite, and this is probably a lot of people's favorite who have seen this movie, is where he goes to the sorority house. You know, the, the bus carrying all of their frat boy dates has crashed. They've all got brain slugs now. All they right. remember is that they were going to the sorority house, so they're still going to walk there, of course, uh-huh. now that they're all zombied and slugged up. Right. The detective comes in, you know, wants to save all the girls in the sorority. He says, I got good news and bad news, girls. Uh-huh. The good news is your dates are here. And uh, someone says, what's the bad news? And he says, yeah, yeah. they're dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's on the Just poster. His voice, his facial expression. I know, it's, it's so oh.
1: good. And I, I saw that and I was like, man, Jonathan really liked that yes, part. Yes, I did. Um, God, it's like I know you or something now.
0: Well, we're basically married at this
1: uh, point. Uh, I mean, the podcast is our nuptials, I guess. <laughs> Don't make it weird. The small town police station has a flamethrower, which I thought was... Really neat. Uh, and just out there. I mean, somebody somebody went to the executives and was like, What if we have a flamethrower in this film? And the put the, it in the script. The equipment clerk. So this the, is my the detective. Favorite. He, my he favorite wants character. to go,
0: you know, he needs fire to kill these slugs now that he's he's on board with our protagonist here. Mm-hmm. So in the threat. This is when the movie gets good. Yes, in my this opinion. is really yes, this yes, is yes. the third act yeah. where it really picks up. <laughs> yeah. Um but so he's gotta go down there. And of course he doesn't have permission to take the department flamethrower. And and the the what's the Walter. actor's name who uh, plays
1: the clerk? Uh, Dick Miller. He plays Walter. Walter is my favorite character in the film. And he, he was is also the clerk.
0: Yeah, he's amazing, and he's yeah. a great character actor. He's been in tons of stuff. But he was in most famously for me in Gremlins. Yeah. as Mister Futterman.
1: Yes. Um, F
0: u t t e r. Yeah, the uh, the big conspiracy theorist who was always drunk. Yeah. But yeah, but the way the detective explains to him, like, I'm going to be taking the flamethrower, and I don't have any paperwork.
1: <laughs> yeah, and well. That's gonna be a little bit of a problem. And then he cocks his shotgun and points it through the gate. That's gonna be a little bit of a problem. <laughs> it's uh but also, very eighties, but very effective. Very effective. Because is there the next it, scene they have the flamethrower.
0: Is there any like situation with the potential for violence where you would not feel better being armed with a flamethrower and a shotgun? I, I mean out of out of any two relatively Common weapons, mm-hmm. not that a flamethrower is all like, but they've been around since like World War One. I. I mean, they're, yeah, uh, World War
1: II at least. They're extremely dangerous, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere near a flamethrower because you have a bomb on your back, basically. Yeah. If that bomb, you know, gets punctured in any way, bye. I mean, you're up like a hot pocket, and I, that just doesn't, I, I don't want that, but. I would take I would take his his twelve gauge shotgun. Does sound awesome during a zombie incident like this. This is not a zombie apocalypse. It's an incident.
0: It, there, well, there's simultaneously no more reassuring sound or no more like puckering sound. A pump shotgun being chambered.
1: No, yeah, it's amazing. Depending on whether or not you're holding it. Yeah, right. right if you're holding right. it. It's very reassuring. Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. not. Mm. Yeah, it's scary. There's a line when the. When the boys come to the the sorority house, all zombied up. Don't these creeps take no for an answer? Loved it. Uh, there's just so much. This movie tries to pull off so many genres, and successfully, it kind of does. I think it does for the most because it's a. It's first off, it's comedy horror, which to me shouldn't be together. But but that. We get that a lot, especially with certain films we're going to be uh, covering in the future. That being Dead Alive and and Young Frankenstein, which are two of my like favorite horror comedies. So I guess I don't hate it that much. Well, it's but again, it's when you pull it off,
0: it's fantastic. You get yeah, the best of both fun, worlds, yeah, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. no, and, you do. Yeah, especially you know because dark comedy
0: blends really well with with horror if it's done right. right. But it's such a those it's such a difficult tone to get exactly right. And when you don't get it exactly right, then again, what the, I like that comment the director made, you know, you wind up with a spoof instead of a pastiche, right? You get, right. you wind up with a movie that isn't meant to be taken seriously on any level. And those can sometimes be fun. Like, you know, those, the scary movie. Yeah. Yeah. Scary movie sequels. sequels scary movie two, those. scary movie three. Yeah. Um, or it's just pure I satire. Those,
1: yeah. I liked those more as a teenager, but you know, American werewolf in, in London, has the comedy tag on it on IMDb. So yeah. yeah and but, I love yeah, that film. But that's funny.
0: I mean, it's, no, it is like we
1: talked about that and see our previous
0: episode on right. American werewolf in right. London, but we talked about just how, how delightfully weird
1: that movie is. That film is. is very weird. One of a kind. It really is. Did you see the two different endings to this movie? No, I just saw the one that was on Amazon. So, the
0: one on Amazon ends with spoiler alert. The you know, once they think they've eliminated the threat, you see the blown up detective like limping along, right? And he falls, collapses, brain slugs run out of him, and they go into a cemetery. In a cemetery where hovering over which is a spaceship, alien spaceship. So, the Wait, aliens look, have look, come back to I didn't experience.
1: need the spaceship. I got the connotation or the context. Sorry, not the connotation. The context that if they go into a cemetery, this starts all over again, and they should have ended with that beautiful shot of of a cemetery that was clearly like a matte painting. Like that was not a real cemetery no. they were filming, which I like. I like matte paintings. Look you know? nice. No, it looked really good and spooky and all kinds of like awesomeness. And I wanted it to just end right then, but then they added. The fucking Star Destroyer, and I, I didn't need that. But Emperor Palpatine right. came. He needed another Sith weapon.
0: Good. um But the, but what's other, the other ending? ending? Yeah, so the that? other ending, we don't go to the graveyard at all. We don't see the detective at all. So the sorority house explodes. Mm-hmm. And we see our final girl and our protagonist are together, mm-hmm. smooching it up. Yep. And then right before the end, mm-hmm. in the final scene, that dog... Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about the damn dog. Oh, that my God. dog. The dog returns. Yeah. And, of course, she does what girls do when they see a cute dog. She says, oh, hey, and she yeah, kneels yeah. down. And, of course, a brain slug comes flying out of its mouth toward her.
1: Cut. The Cut. I, I like that. I like that. But, again, we would not have gotten the matte painting, which I thought was incredible. So, But I will say this, too. When they're all, like, massed together, all the slugs, and they're, like, Writhing together, oh, in the basement, yeah, yeah, that was spooky, dude. Like, I, I didn't, and they do the like fast motion thing where they're the slugs are moving faster than they sh- you know naturally should be. It's really potent <laughs> and creepy. That was one of the spookier parts of the film to me. But yeah, o- overall, fun, different. This film is different, and it's so eighties, guys. Like, if you like Journey and <laughs> Prince and I I don't, Tim Burton, there are people who don't like Prince. I, I'm not, I didn't say there were people that didn't like Prince. I'm just saying if you're, I'm basically saying my sister-in-law here, my sister-in-law should watch this film if she hasn't seen it yet. Everyone Um, should watch this movie. That's not true. Not some people are not going to like it. I'll tell you that much. It, It has, it has ideas, but they're not like big thinker ideas, you know? I, again, I like the uh, commentary on how men can't say no sometimes, and that that frat boys are mindless zombies. But other than that, it's just for fun, which is not a pro- there's not a problem with that. And I know that's actually I don't know, Levi. You sound you sound a little condescending no, when no, you say I it's mean, just for fun. That's that's what you look for. I know that. Luckily, that's not what I look for. So we have a difference. But the, it honestly, out of the movies that you've forced me to watch. This one is <laughs>
0: the movie that I've tied you to a no, chair.
1: This one is not that bad. I actually did it, and it's only an it's exactly an hour and a half long, which a film like this I don't think needs to be any longer than that, you know, unless we're getting some like oh, at that point if it's longer than an hour and a half we're getting some unneeded exposition. But it's it really was surprisingly charming. Yeah, and
0: also. This is a strange thing to say, but it's it's kind of surprisingly tasteful given the other right. movies that came out of the same era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, you've got a movie set in a sorority house, mm-hmm. and there's not a ton of gratuitous nudity. No, not at all. Which there, in a lot of 80s, there would have been. There would just. have
1: been a sex scene, too. There was no sex scene in this film.
0: Yeah, and the 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 final girl in this, I can't remember the actress's name, she does a great job. I said it earlier. Um, it's Jill Whitlow. Okay, Jill Whitlow. No, but she's got this very, like, her character is this very sort of naive... Like very kind, sweet girl. Yeah, and then you've got those great visuals at the end with her in her. You know, it's not a prom, but she's in a prom dress, whatever formal wear.
1: With a (laughs) flamethrower, the
0: the the other guys, the redheaded guys, in a tux, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, she's got the flamethrower, he's got the shotgun, and they're just team working. You should uh, one uh, zombie. If you want to get
1: an idea of that, look up the poster for for Night of the Creeps, and it's that's what the poster is is an illustration of of them as a couple in front of the sorority house with a shotgun and a flamethrower. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> um, again, I always bring up posters. I I look at every poster for every film we cover. And a lot of horror movies have some of the best posters out there, in my opinion. When I was a kid, I there weren't a lot of... You didn't really see trailers as much. You know, there wasn't YouTube and stuff. The only place you saw trailers was... Like Sunday during the football game or before the movie, you yeah, actually the saw. So posters were a big draw for me. I remember driving by the theater and I would like literally put my nose up to the to the glass so I could look at every poster. Maybe that was a sign that I I should have been a poster artist. They talked
0: a little bit about that in the in that documentary and around the fact that the director and even Tom Atkins said they didn't think that the studio knew how to market this.
1: Right. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Because despite the fact that it's it since picked up a cult following, mm-hmm. it was not successful at the box office when it when it first came out. Yeah. And didn't do for the director's career what a lot of people thought that it was going to. So
1: many films that we talk about do that. It's strange. But yeah, they,
0: so they just mentioned that they didn't think that the – and one of the things they talked about was the posters and mm-hmm. getting some of the originals and being like, no, this is – this looks too much like other movies or this, you know, yeah. you don't really – but anyway, they – they weren't happy with the the way that the studio marketed it and the campaign
1: that they. It's came got with. it's got that critters animation style. It's kind of looks like reminds me of the poster of Army of Darkness and the Burbs almost, where the the little, yeah, protagonist protagonist is standing that. dead center yeah. So yeah, I mean, I get I get there's trends in you know posters as well as films, but. But yeah, it's, it is an interesting one. If if I would have seen this poster before the film, I I would have been a little more excited to watch it. I still was excited because I'd never seen it. I knew it took place on campus somewhere because it was a back to school episode for us. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know what to expect. And I'm telling you, the first time that first scene where there's al- naked baby aliens running around, I was not you know, I didn't I wish, have high I wish hopes. we'd watched it together, so I could face, see your dude, face. Oh man, it was disgust. It was like I looked at Cheryl and I was like, like "What the, the fuck? special
0: effects are so bad at? the are getting so it, bad. It
1: almost looks like claymation. It really, it really does. They're they're clearly like children running around in suits. You know, like yeah. So, or actually, I think it might have been little people. I think that's right. So yeah, overall, I'm pleasantly surprised with Jonathan's pick. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I got good taste. And I think everyone should, if you're not going to just, if you not want, if you don't want to check out the movie, at least check out the, the damn poster. is awesome. And then that'll probably make you want to watch the film, honestly. I think if you get through the first 15 minutes, you're going to want to watch it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Get to the black and white part, and then it starts to sell you more. And then the last half hour is just awesome 80s stuff. Well, listen, speaking of posters, before we get well, done here, speaking right. of posters, speaking of art...
0: I don't think we yeah. talk enough about uh, the fact that you're an artist. You're a painter? Yes, I am. You've been you've been painting your your pretty little head off? I have been. All all month? I have been. Work after work right. and they're going to go on sale soon.
1: That's right. Some of the newer ones are are going to go on sale soon. On my website at levihorn.art. levihorn.art. This episode is sponsored by levihorn.art. If your life isn't dreary enough, <laughs> Buy a Levi Horn painting. Is your home not depressing enough? Be like that Ghostbusters. Commercial. Yeah. Do, do you not scare your parents enough when they come to visit? <laughs> Buy a Levi Horn original or just a print for that matter. No, and it's spelled H O R N E. Um, H O R N E. Levi Horn. Right. Art. I also have another project that I've been working on with my twin brother where we just wrapped a, a short film that we're going to be dropping. So jealous. On YouTube. Jonathan, uh, we have a few more planned and we, we kind of want to just kind of keep the ball rolling so we don't lose momentum. <laughs> and I it. would love to have you involved on on some of those. So that'll happen, I'm sure. If you need a character to take
0: his pants off, I'm your guy.
1: Right. We'll, we'll drop a, a link to the film when, when the film is ready to go. It is not yet, but be on the lookout. It's called Flight. It is a horror, uh, horror film. My brother wrote and directed it. And then we had a group of friends do sound and, and lighting and stuff for us. It was a really good time, actually. And, and I got seen, to so do what I've always wanted to do. we seen a handful
0: of stills from it. Looking orphans. amazing. Looking amazing. Tyler, you. your brother's doing a fine job. Yeah, there, he's got a post. great eye.
1: Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He's a lot more talented at that stuff than I am. I'm just the talent.
0: But in on, the meantime... Yeah. You know, obviously, you're going to need some horror-themed art for your apartment, your house, your your, your whatever. Yeah. Go to art. You're going to see some beautiful stuff. Thank you, Jonathan. Maybe next time, we'll, we'll hang something in the background. So yeah, let's actually little, do that. Yeah, that's an actually a good idea. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm telling people, because number one, you don't usually. No, I don't. You keep that secret really good. Thank you. Um, people don't know we even have a podcast, because I, I don't bring it up in conversation. And because you're super talented. Well, I don't. Uh, I, I Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, but... So, we also have something exciting coming up. What? The month of we? October. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. The best time of the year. Best time of the best year. Today, actually, and and we might take some photos, we might take some videos. Today, Jonathan and I are doing what every couple should do, which is go to Spirit Halloween together. I am excited. I don't know if Jonathan knows. I didn't sleep well last night. I was so excited to go to Spirit Halloween. We'll be the two
0: strange grown men pushing the little kids out of the way. Right. Get the hell out of the
1: way, Billy. And then we're going to go to one of my favorite art stores. They tend to have a lot of Halloween stuff at this time of year that Ends up being almost better than the stuff you can get at Spirit Halloween, but it's, you know, only a few items, you know, but it's always good quality stuff that you can hang up year round because Halloween is one of those holidays. The decorations just keep giving, you know, the, the, and that's the gift that just keeps on giving is the Halloween decoration. So last year I bought, or maybe two years
0: ago, we bought like a giant spider. Oh, and some yeah. other stuff, yeah. and then couldn't decorate with them because the kids like wanted to sleep with them, like they were a like a <laughs> Disney plush or something. Oh, like, children are strange. You are I love my they're strange. You are my children. Yeah, they, no
1: paternity test needed. What, what did your daughter say the other night? Oh god, you, which, oh, which time you were watching uh, Simone, the youngest? She was sorry, I said her name. She, the youngest, was watching a horror film, and you were like. Oh, honey, you can't watch this. You know, you're not old enough. And she sat down, and her eyes got real big. You know, or, what what was that? The fog.
0: Oh yeah, we're, we're watching the opening and the fog, and she got hooked. Oh, I and love the, it. you know, the fog's kind of
1: a it's a slow opening.
0: It yeah, doesn't, it doesn't rush. I mean, compare, especially compared to the pace of a lot of. We'll modern talk movies.
1: about actually how effective that opening is when we cover it next
0: month. But you know, she she just turned four today, so I wasn't gonna let her watch all the fog. Don't worry. But but she watched like the first. Ten minutes before any of the before there's any bloodshed. Yeah. But she but just from the, like the music and the lighting and the stuff, she knew man, immediately
1: it was a scary movie. The old man telling the scary story about the the fisherman. Yeah. But it impressed oh, man, me so because she, she got hooked and she
0: was she wanted to watch so the rest. Often. I was like, I'm sorry, honey, you can't you can't watch we gotta
1: it's too keep, scary. We gotta keep that in her. You know, like kids famously lose interest in what they liked as children when they get older because they I guess it kind of Makes them feel like they're still a child. I never went through that. I still love Godzilla and Star Wars and stuff, so I want to keep that in Simone. I want, I want, I want your youngest to stay weird and stay excited about horror. We'll see if she carries that on throughout her life. But hopefully, I'll be around for a little while. You're not going anywhere. I'm not right? doing this by <laughs> myself.
0: I'm just a dude in his laundry room.
1: We got anything else? This is not a laundry room. This is a manor, an
0: incredibly expensive studio. No, that, that's all we got. Like, share. Subscribe. Right. What Dude, look do for the things.
1: On, yeah, look for us on YouTube. But Now uh, we do have our own YouTube channel. Be watching this on at this moment. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to us on on your podcast uh, directory, uh, check us out on YouTube. Available wherever your preferred podcast
0: network is
1: we're on them all right and yeah again the the reviews are important i'm sure you hear that on every podcast if you could just take a little bit of time to rate and review us that would be amazing since we do want to eventually maybe make some money doing this (laughs) (laughs) what's right what would we use money for i'm tired of working jobs i i you know that aren't my passion but i know that i realize that's reality but anyway please like us thank you